Salofa everyone and welcome to the Samoa Scientist podcast. Today we have a special guest, Chris Bouliouvier, who is an immunology scientist. So he's going to chat to us about his journey into science. Hey. Oh, hey, hey, how's it going? Good. I heard you didn't get much sleep last night. No, it was absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible, oh, but dear. it is the way it is. You're here now, so we're yeah, so happy yeah. to have you. Cool. Um, yeah, for, for our listeners and our viewers, can you please give us a bit of introduction about yourself? Um, so my name's Chris Bolivia, um of Tongan descent. I was uh, born in Tonga. Um, parents moved here at a, when I was at a really young age, one. Um, so really had no recollection of of that, but um, and then just uh, raised in Auckland and uh, yeah decided to get into science. Mm. What yeah. school did you go to? Um, so I went to um, uh, high school. I actually went back to Tonga for high school. Oh wow! So I went back to Tonga for about five six years. Um, mm. High school there, and and then I. Ca- I come back here and finished off at Rosemary College on mm-hmm. the North Shore, Takapuna. Cool. So you you can speak, you're fluent in Tongan? Yes, I'm, uh, I'm fluent in Tongan, yep. Cool. And did you learn it when you went back in high school? Did you kind I of did. No, I, I learned it when I went back to, um, to Tongan. I was, I was, it was just really bad. My Tongan was really bad when <laughs> I went back there. And I slowly picked up the language maybe about a year into it and then I became fluent. Mm, yeah. True. And so, do you have any siblings or? Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm the eldest of seven. Yeah. Full house. Yeah. Full house. <laughs> full house. So, yeah. How did you get into science? Why science? Um, so my science really started when um, when I went back to Tonga, and so it was really when I went back to Tonga where I started developing my passion for science um, throughout high school. I think they call it year eleven now. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, yeah, year 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I started developing passion for science. And, and it was just really uh, the first thing that I was fascinated by it was um, just understanding how things uh, work around me. Like, for example, there was when you open the freezer, you know, you see like the water vapor come down. And, mm. But yet when you light up a, a fire outside, you know, all that smoke goes up and, and understanding the, you know, how that happened. It really fascinated me and it, it um, really captured my attention very early on. Mm. Um, I wasn't actually good at science back in high school. I was actually better in um, accounting and economics. Mm. Um, but it didn't really spark that interest in me. And I was like, so it was answering questions. Uh, that was the, the thing that really, um, you know, that really captivated me. And I thought maybe I could do it as a career and, mm. and just understand what happens around me in my environment. So that was really how I developed science and then um, after coming back uh, to New Zealand, finishing off high school here, where I then started, you know, I was uh, I was able to access more resources and things mm-hmm. like that and so it slowly became more interesting and um, and so that's why I continued to pursue it. Mm. So yeah. in your senior years at Rosemary College, did you take all of the sciences? Or yeah, yeah? I, I took all of the sciences, chemistry, physics and biology. Um, but I think w- when it came to year 13, I had dropped, um, I dropped out of physics um, and I only took on chemistry and biology. I think physics was too much math for my brain. I think. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. And what about the stats or calc did you take? Um, I, I took stats. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't take calculus. No, it was just stats. Mm-hmm. And did you take like a fun subject? 
Um, my fun subject was like, uh, um, was geography. Oh yeah. Which is still kind of. <laughs> That's quite intense as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is still kind of sensitive. But you know, I was, I was still um, really interested in what was happening. You know, just in my environment around me as well. Yeah, no, I should have done something like maybe music. I really love music, but mm-hmm. it was just I wasn't. I'm not good at it. Yeah, I, I, my fun subject was geography. Geography. So when you come to your um, last year of high school, how was that? How was um, doing the exams in New Zealand? I don't know. I felt I, comparable to Tonga. Yeah, or just in general. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit of a um, a, a strange strange time for me. Is, you know, towards the end of high school years. So I just come back from Tonga, completely different environment. Mm. And then, you know, What's straight What's like in, a general environment? How would you explain like, that? Um, you know, I was, I mean, I spent high school, you know, majority of my high school in Tonga. So I grew up around other Tongans. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was familiar with the culture. I was familiar with, you know, how we work and operate. And then I get dropped into Rosmini and I was, um, one of very few islanders mm-hmm. in our year and I was the only islander in all my classes mm. so it was a, a there was a bit of a culture change shift and so my attention you know my attention was kind of a little bit wobbly yeah. towards the end of high school and I, I was just pretty distracted and I started making friends and you know, these friends went to things like parties and mm-hmm. you know had drinks and stuff like that and so I was I, I got distracted a little bit mm-hmm. uh, earlier on but but my interest for science was, was still there, it wasn't, mm. I don't think there was anything that left. So did you overcome that distraction or was it still kind of like ongoing in your... Uh, uh, that, went, that went ongoing um, right up until I started um, university. Mm-hmm. So of course, right after high school, I went into university, uh, did healthcare. But of course at university you had more, had more freedom. Mm. You know, there was all of that kind of stuff as well. And so I was, I was really distracted right throughout my early years of, um, of university. Mm. Why university? Because and why University of Auckland? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I, I did my undergraduate at AUT. Oh, sorry. Yeah, AUT. AUT. Right. Sorry. So I went into AUT, I think, because it was just down the road. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was close to, to where I was at the time. Um, but not only that, I think um, they had an expo come through to, to Rosemary College at the time and, you know, kind of pitching. So, uh, yeah, there was that. And um, why university? I think um, there was the, you know, there's the the talk that, you know, you're successful if you, you'll get a good job, if you go to university and mm-hmm. education and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, that I think that was automatically fixated on my mind and I thought that that was, you know, the thing. And so I was... You know, I was determined to get into university mm. so that, of course, I could um, get myself uh, set up well for the future and stuff like that. So that's why university and AOT, because it was uh, it was close to me and, um, yeah, I think it was sold to me really early. Mm. And how about the process of applying to university? Because I know it's quite complicated and mm. um, in terms of, like, fun, f- like financial funding and stuff like that, because university yeah. is expensive. Yeah. yeah. How was that? I mean, I, I went straight in and, of course, ranked up a massive student loan yeah. you know, a student loan yeah but um, application for it I just kind of went through just like everybody else uh, I mean I wasn't familiar with you know how it was done but I um, um, there were people at, at the university and you know the reception that really helped mm-hmm. you out so you physically went to AUT yeah. and said I need help with my application yep cool. yep. cool yep so I physically just went in and 
got the forms, spoke to somebody, mm. how do I do this, how do I do that, and, and that's how I got. Cool. Yeah, and so how do, you do, how do you decide what you're going to study? That was a good question. I didn't, I hadn't, I hadn't really uh, made my decision, like what I wanted to study, and so that's why I kind of went into um, AUT and just worked on a, a, a broad, just looked at, a, at, at the broad healthcare, standard healthcare, and I didn't know what I wanted to specialize or what I, you know, what I wanted to focus on. But I started off with that, and I was just like, oh, I'm not too sure about health. Maybe I want to get into more of the sciences. And so I'd actually transferred from um, from the health health sciences to environmental sciences. Mm. And so that's when I, I got into that. And um, was it in your first year? Yeah, yeah, wow. in my first year. Oh, after sorry, after my first year. After your first year, yeah. Yep, after my first year. So I transferred to the environmental sciences, and uh, you know that's when I started tapping into the chemistry, the biology, mm. environmental biology, biotechnology, genetics, and, and that kind of stuff. Mm. And it was my switch there into um, into environmental sciences that really helped me develop my passion for genetics. Oh, okay. And that's, yeah, that's where I really uh, really picked it up from. Was it a like a certain paper or like a lecturer? It was a paper and a lecturer. Mm. And so this um, this lecturer was um, Colleen Higgins. She's, mm. she's absolutely brilliant um, at AUT. So she, it, was, it was just how she taught, uh, a combination just of how she taught the paper and the things mm. that you can do knowing, uh, you know, the, some of this background genetics and how cool it was. Was and it then, like practical stuff? Just practical yeah. and theoretical stuff, mm. you know. And so she would ex- she would say, "Look, you could do this with genetics." Bam, 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 bam. Wow. And I thought, "Wow, you know, that's." In my mind, I'm thinking, "Gosh, I can answer a lot of questions with that." Mm. You know, it, it just started feeding into my um, my my wanting to answer questions um, kind of thought. And uh, and she was just amazing as well. She was a really strict. She was one of the strict strictest uh, <laughs> lectures, but uh, but there was something cool about it. I was just like, mm. "Oh gosh, I I want." Be just like you. Wow! You know? Wow! Yeah, she she was really cool. She ended up being my um, being my supervisor for my final mm. year third project, and also my supervisor for my master's project. Wow! Yeah. So how do you um, approach a lecturer? Because sometimes it can be quite scary because yeah. at the front. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you approach Colleen? I was just I was just honestly death row. I was just like yo. <laughs> I was gonna walk up to her. One day after class, I was just like, she's talking, you know, in, in towards the end of a lecture. One time, she was like, "Oh, there's, you know, there's a scientist like this, and there's a scientist that's like mm. that." And, and I was like, "Yo, that is so cool." And I was like, "Buzzy." I just straight up walked up to her afterwards, was like, "Yo, which scientist are you? Are you that one or are you that one?" So it was just straight death row, and and um, she just responded. She was like, "Well, um, I think I, I, I categorize myself as these types of scientists," and I was like. Wow. That is so cool. I just I just thought it was so cool. She was so cool. Just her, you know, her energy was just like, yo, you're boss, mm. you're a boss lady. And yeah, it turns out she is a boss lady. But yeah, no, she was she was really my inspiration, you know, to, to continue science and genetics. Mm. And um, yeah, she did an awesome job with it. So after your bachelor's, that's three years, you then do it what was it? Like a did you do like an honors project or was it No, was it? so after my um after my bachelor's um I thought that that was going to be the end of my study. Okay. Uh, when mm. I finished it, because I, I I just thought, okay, sweet, you could find a job, you'll probably be able to yeah. you know sweep up a job after your bachelor's. Um, and then I went teaching for two years, so I went back to Tonga and taught for two years. Wow. 
So I was a biology and a chemistry teacher for year 13 and year 9 and 10 uh, back in Tonga. Do you teach in English or in Tonga? Um, it was a bit of a, uh, a thing there where I started off English and then I realised that nothing was going, getting through to my students. Yeah. And then I quickly had to, to try and um, just change how I delivered the material. Um, so then I had to really learn more Tongan in, in, in a more formal kind of setting to be able to deliver the mm. material. Because are there scientific words for uh, in Tongan? Oh, I d- it's hard in Samoan. And no, yeah. no I, I just had to bust them out. Um, so when it came to like terms, um, I had to use the English terms because one, I, I wanted to encourage the students to know the English terms so that when they hear about it and when they read it in the exams and right. stuff, they yeah. they know what it's about. I just um, had to explain it in Tongan. But mm. And then it was just after my teaching there, that's where, it actually, uh, where I was actually inspired to, to come back and carry out my postgrad. Mm. And I was like, yes, I think I want to do my master's. And so I come back. Was that because you're wanting to answer more questions? I think it was wanting to, um, I realised where my limits were after teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the limitations, are, I could only do so much with a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after delivering this material, I'm like, you know, people, people had to do research to, uh, to be able to establish some of these facts that I'm teaching exactly. here. Exactly. And all I can do at the moment is deliver, you know, deliver the facts. Mm-hmm. I can't, and I said, you know, I told myself, I want to be one of the ones that find out the new material. Mm. Of course, yeah, I'm, I'm just feeding myself again, just wanting to know a, a little bit more about answering the questions and stuff. So I thought I knew that I needed to do postgrad. So that's when I came back and, and enrolled into um, postgraduate diploma with Colleen Higgins. Wow. She, she, um, I did some papers that she was teaching, knowing mm-hmm. that I was, you know, I was going to be well taken care of and um, she was going to, you know, really teach me well. And then uh, after that, I approached her again and said, I want to do a master's project with you. Mm. And that's when she um, yeah, took me on board and carried out a master's research project there with her. And that went really well. Wow. So during your undergrad and your postgrad, did you have much support from other students? Or did you have like a cohort that helped you um, as well? We, through, through postgrad, we, there, there was only a small group of us. But yeah, we, we were, you know, would work closely with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would help each other out with essays and, and asking questions and, and just kind of guiding through. Yeah, so, so we had a, a small little group and there was about four of us, mm-hmm. you know, kind of bouncing ideas off each other and, and we'd all, you know, go to lectures together and stuff like that. So, yeah, there was, mm. uh, we had a little uh, support network there uh, going on as well. And how yeah. did your family respond to your time at university? Um, family were, yeah, they, they were really understanding, really flexible, uh, helpful as well. Mm. Um, and they were, you know, they were really supportive as well, just, just kind of giving me that environment and that space where I needed to do what I needed to do. Mm. Um, sometimes, uh, for me, I think, you know, someone might, might, might do, write an essay in, you know, a certain amount of time, but I, sometimes I'd, it would take me a little bit longer to, to kind of achieve that same thing. Uh, but you know my parents are really um, really supportive and, and really understanding so they mm. gave me the space and, the, and, and created the environment the supportive environment to you know to help me through that so that was that was really actually really helpful. Were you working during that time? Yeah so I did a little bit of work as well I started doing some um, just some work through the university where I was mm-hmm. teaching doing a bit of teaching at university uh, mentoring as well so with my teaching background I would you know take on some extra classes around uh, you know some of the biology subjects and mm. chemistry subjects and um, just kind of delivering the you know the the material in a easy to understand way for you know for for a Pacific um, mm. 
people and actually turned out we actually packed it right out and we got a full you know massive class I think about 40 students or something wow. like that rocked up and um, so they really enjoyed so that was my part-time work and, and also doing a little bit of marking for uh, for Colleen so by this time I'm working really closely with Colleen mm. now there's quite a lot of things to think about so how do you juggle family study work yeah, yeah. so I mean the, the the way I kind of saw work was um, you know I was I was at uni you know you just shoot off to another to another place to yeah that's quite nice room. it's all on one site it's, yeah. it's all at one site so yeah. it was um so it was really good but not only that i wasn't the i wasn't the only one what they were trying to do is they were trying to get some pacific uh, people to pacific postgrads to deliver this stuff but mm. because i was the only one <laughs> i was just like <laughs> uh, i had to call oh, on God. some of my other mates mm. you know to 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 jump in and one was a european girl another one was a a Filipino girl and I was like yo look we need we need some hands here you wow. know we've got a lot of people here that that need um help and so they were like yep jumped on and and they were the Pacific mentors wow but they were you know obviously not of Pacific descent but they really they actually really enjoyed it too and so that was the help that I that, that you know mm. that I also got so that made work you know that little bit more easy we kind of juggled the role uh, amongst us three family uh you know there was you, you had to make a few sacrifices but I think it wasn't. It still wasn't a lot of sacrifice to make. You know, mm. I was still able to spend time with family and still do some uni work. Um, so it was. It was still really very durable. You know, doable. That's good. And what was your master's project about? Um, so my master's project was around understanding a virus that was affecting uh, that was infecting uh, vanilla crops uh, in the Pacific Islands. Mm. And so uh, the virus was uh, vanilla mosaic virus, and it um, and and it was my project was to better understand what this virus looks like and what does it do. And so we isolated the virus and and managed to sequence the whole genome. And mm -hmm. so I, my work was around characterizing the genome. Why um, would you do that? Uh, just so that you can better understand like how how it infects the plant mm -hmm. and how does it infect other plants. And um, you know, it's, it's maybe there's a, a, a a region in the genome that enables it to transfer from one plant to another plant to mm. another plant and um, so you're really putting a microscope of the virus and seeing what's really happening what's how really are you infecting yeah. these vanilla plants yeah yeah. Plants? Yeah. Plants. yeah yeah so that was um and, and so that's what we did and uh i, I also started off some uh, some really early studies where i was beginning to create hybrids of this virus and and the idea was to uh, mechanically infect them into into other plants and to see if I developed some theories I thought I thought that there was a, a, a region in the genome that was responsible for this virus to transfer from plant to plant to plant mm. and uh, so it was just a matter of putting that to the test and so I started mm. some early work on that how do they naturally, how does the virus naturally spread in the field? Um, so I think uh, normally they, they, they spread by little bugs called, um, I know that uh, the virus that I was working on is, uh, can be spread by little bugs called aphids. Oh yeah. Okay. And so they just yeah. go from plant to plant to plant and um, and that's how the, the, the virus can spread. And so it was just understanding how the virus is able to get into this little bug and to go from this little bug into the plant. Mm. And I was just kind of looking at the, the genetic basis for that. Mm. Yeah. And how was the master's process? Was that like a really like fulfilling moment for you in terms of science? It was when when I first started off my master's, it was just like wow. I just thought it would be so cool, you know, to, to have a master's degree now. Mm. You know, it's, it's a, I thought it was you know just really cool to have. And then um, halfway through my master's work, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit over it now. <laughs> yeah. 
think. Yeah, we're both in there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, a little bit over it now. But then I was just like, then I started telling myself, oh, I think what would be cool is if I did a PhD. Oh, and I was like, why? I don't know why. This is when I know I'm starting to go crazy. When I'm like, oh. this is when I know I'm starting to have like split personality. And I'm like, I thought a master's project was cool. And then also, oh, a little bit over it now. But what would be cool was, you know, would be to do a PhD. Mm. And, and so I thought, okay, what do I need to do that? And I was like, I, I, I really need a really good master's project mm-hmm. to be able to even think about that. And so that kind of encouraged me to, um, to really go nuts um, with my master's work. <laughs> and I just went up to Colleen and I said, Colleen, I want you to go absolutely nuts critiquing my work. Right. Um, so, mm. you know, I, I want this to be the bombastic project. Mm. And uh, Colleen did it, and then um, your supervisor as well. Oh she, yeah, she Robin. Really, Robin. Yeah, yeah. She's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, she's she's also really inspiring as well. She's awesome. Mm. You know, she you know really helped critique it as well, and and so they they really did an awesome job. And I feel like I owe them. <laughs> I feel like I owe them a little bit more than you know whatever mm. I've done for them. But you know. so when you kind of lost your motivation, how did you? Apart from wanting to do another a PhD project, mm. was there anything else that helped you get through that? Yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't so much like I didn't I didn't really lose motivation. It was just mm-hmm. like um, you know the the excitement of getting a master's degree I I just lost. Oh okay. Yeah, you know, it was just losing okay. the excitement of a master's degree because I felt like I was getting it. You know, yep. so it was just really strange. But my motivation and then started looking forward to a PhD, mm. and that's where my my goal was. I just knew that okay that that is my goal. And in order to get there, I need to do a good job at what I'm doing now. Right. And so that was, you know, there was a little bit of a shift in, in, in my thought during that during that process. And um, how I got through the hard times, though, was knowing that I didn't want to go back to what I was doing before. Mm. You know, so like teaching was, was great and teaching was, you know, picked up some experience there. But I couldn't see myself as a teacher for, mm-hmm. you know, for doing the same thing. I didn't think I was teaching material. Mm-hmm. But going even further back, when I, um, uh, halfway through my undergraduate, I actually dropped out for a year, um, Mm -hmm. for over a year. Um, I just thought, I just kind of gave up on studying. I was over the exams, over the essays. Yeah, get up, I get up. And so I thought, oh, I don't want to study anymore. I just want to work and make some money. And so I dropped out, did some work. I was working at Countdown and was a manager there as well. Mm. And then I realized really quickly, I was like, oh my gosh, no, I am not made. I can't be doing this wow. till I'm 30, 40. And I was like, oh, hell no, I can't be lifting boxes and, you know, being screamed at by customers all the time. I was like, oh, no. So that's, that made me go back and finish off my undergraduate degree. Mm. But going back to your you know, question, how, did I, how am I getting myself through this is just remembering those times, mm. remembering my days in countdown, remembering my days teaching. I was like, I cannot, I don't think I'll be able to do that for the rest of my life. Mm. And so that's what made me um, think, okay, no, I better knuckle down and do my master's in and I better knuckle down and do my PhD because mm. I know that I don't want to do these other things. Yeah. I quite appreciate you talking about that because sometimes we think when we want to be a scientist, it's just a straightforward path. But yeah. no, it's not like that, right? Yeah. And so you just said, nah, I'm walking away from the studies and I'm going to go and just work and then come back and then study so yeah that's i think that's so valuable to talk about so yeah. it's really good so you finished your master's mm-hmm. yeah what now you're doing a phd or so i'm doing my phd i'm in my second year of my phd now i mm. uh, just finished my one year review so what's your project so my project 
uh, at the moment is a um, um, little bit of a shift from my master's. So my master's work I did, I was doing plant genetics. And so for my PhD now, I'm, uh, I'm moving into um, the field of immunology. What's that? Um, so immun immunology is, is working on the immune system. And so just our body's natural defense mm -hmm. system against um, disease and pathogens and viruses. And so like if I've got a cold or If you've sick. got a cold, your immune system works in a way that, that gets rid of the cold. Mm. You know, the virus that's responsible for it anyway. Um, Had you done any of this type of study before? No, absolutely not. Mm. No, so I walked into this um, oh my God. <laughs> freshman, fresh off the boat, straight into it. So uh, it was it was something that I wanted to to, to get into. Those you know the immune system is is uh, something that can kind of relate to a lot of things, including cancer. And, and I think one of my things getting into cancer was you know wanting to focus in, on the immune system was um, just some relatives, you know, some really close um, relatives of mine had previously passed away. That was kind of you know a, another motivation and push for me to. Mm to go out and, and uh, contribute and so I thought I could just to contribute to the field and um, if there was anything that I can do for you know my loved ones and, and friends and family just to understand more about you know science and, and the health of you know and, and the health and be able to to contribute to new knowledge and, mm. and, and help out that way. Wow. But my project at the moment focuses on the immune system between you know different ethnic groups there are different we have different genetic makeups mm -hmm. you know we, there are sequences that are that we differ from other ethnic groups and so my my project wants to look at how how these differences affect our immune system mm. you know do we better respond to to disease compared to other ethnic groups or are we affected more harshly because of our genetic makeup and, mm. and so i just want to look at the the role of genetics and its um and its function in the immune system so how would you go about doing that is it like lab based or yeah, yeah. so it's quite um there's a bit of generally how would you yeah yeah so um <laughs> There's, there's a bit of clinical stuff as well, um, just isolating, taking blood from participants okay. of you know various different ethnic groups, and you know in your blood that's kind of where you have your immune immune mm. cells, and um, so I, I I then take some uh, some immune cells from a, a Polynesian participant and uh, a European participant, and then uh, I just run some tests in the lab and see how how our cells respond to various different uh, drugs or, or you know various different conditions. I change mm -hmm. them up a little bit and, and see how they respond. But not only that, we um, also do some mouse work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely petrified of mice. But I've okay. had to learn to, um, to overcome my fear of mice. Mm. So we've got mice that, um, you know, that we've genetically modified to kind of mimic Polynesian, you know, Polynesian genetic makeup. Mm. We, uh, I inject them with drugs and, and see how they respond. Mm -hmm. And then I take out the, um, unfortunately I have to sacrifice the mice to, to do this. I mm -hmm. take the blood and, and I take some organs out from the body as well. And, um, and we run some tests on those and, and see how, uh, you know, how they respond. And the idea is to get a better idea of how, you know, how us Polynesians or Pacific people uh, respond to drugs and mm -hmm. disease and that kind of stuff. So this is over. Um, uh, this process is over three years. Mm. Your PhD, and you're in your second year. Yeah. So how did you uh, kind of going back? How did you get into the PhD again? Like, was it application and like funding and things like that? When I was at AUT, I was doing my master's work. I knew I wanted to do a PhD towards the end of it, and um, I was told, you know, by my supervisor and and, and another um, and another professor there as well that he thinks that I should try and mix up my um, my experience a little bit. So mm -hmm. I'd done my undergraduate at AUT, and then I've you know, 
done my oh, postgraduate okay. at AUT and, okay. and there was like, um, you know, although we would like to, they, they wanted to keep me there, mm. but you know, they said that, but for your benefit, I think it, it'll be good to, to try and mix up your experience a little bit. Mm. Not necessarily, you know, in, in the subject, but, uh, you know, definitely the institution. And so I thought, okay, all right, cool. And then uh, started looking into Auckland Uni and they, they had started advertising, well, I don't know advertising, but they had started pitching that, um, you know, if, if you got a certain grade, Yes. You'd be guaranteed a scholarship. Yeah. And I, to me, I thought if I got that scholarship, it'll definitely make it easier for me to do mm -hmm. my PhD. So I was just like, you know, when they said that they'll offer a stipend, I was like weekly salary. And I was like, yo, that's, yep. I was like score. That's, you know, yep. that's just what I want to go for. But in order to get that, you know, I've, I had to kind of get the, try work really hard to get the grade to mm. be able to get offered guaranteed a scholarship. What was the grade? It's a, so the GPA of eight, which is equivalent to an A, yeah, which is equivalent to right. an A. So a near perfect master's yeah. project. Yeah, yeah, not even not even an A minus. I think that an A minus wow. is is seven. Okay, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I think an A minus. Oh, I'm not too sure. I think mm. A minus is seven. But then for Polynesians, for Pacific people, all you need to do is get in a GPA of seven point five. Okay. Which is not much different. Yet. No, no, it's, it's like, still like a really it's good in project. Between, <laughs> yeah, it's in between an A minus and an A, yep. whatever that is. Yep. There was that, and, and you know, this time I, I was already talking with my supervisors about uh, doing my PhD and where I wanted to pursue it. But in order for me to get there, I need to do a really smack bang on good job. Yes. My masters, and they were really, they were really good in that they actually helped me mm. really work out um, how to get to it, and so they really supported me and, and, and pushed me. Mm. So I kind of talked about this before in another Talanoa that I had with someone else, but it's really important for us, you know, we have families and so we have ourselves, but also big families. And so it's quite important for us to get money and funding to yeah. to help us. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So was that important for you as well? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it was just, it was just one thing to, uh, one less thing to worry about. Mm. You know, I mean, people, you know, can, can do it without money, but it's definitely easier if, if there was that little bit of financial support as well, especially for those who actually have a, a genuine, you know, keen interest in, in jumping in. So having that extra bit of financial support was definitely a game changer. I can mm -hmm. tell you now, if I didn't get that scholarship, I wouldn't do my PhD. Wow, so we wouldn't be here? I wouldn't be here, wow. no. No, if I didn't get that scholarship, um, I definitely wouldn't be here. Wow. I'd be trying to... I'd, a countdown? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, wow. on wow. New World. Gonna, I'll try to switch to New World maybe. <laughs> oh, I heard Pack and Save is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> they've got really good deals. Actually. I like going Pack and Save. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. So yeah, it would have been it would have been that. Wow. Did you want to talk a bit about your faith in science? Yeah. When I um, uh, when I grew up, I still you know really really young age. I came from a, a church going family, and then come up to like the later years of primary school, studying kind of intermediate. This was I, in New Zealand? You were in New Zealand um, at the time? This is when we had, I had moved to, oh, gone back to Tonga oh, for, yeah. for studying. So towards the beginning of intermediate, I just stopped going to church altogether. Mm. And uh, for maybe about 12 years or, or, or something like that, my parents didn't really kind of force me to go to church or anything like mm. that. They just kind of let me be. Mm. But then it was just when I really started, it's just the whole asking questions thing. You know, yes. It, I think that that really um, really stuck with me, and I, then I started asking questions about everything else. And then mm. I remember starting to go a little bit nuts about just just this whole faith thing and yep. you know, this whole God thing. And it yep. wasn't something that I was familiar with at all. Yeah, you know, just kind of in the scientific circle, you you just don't really think about no. that kind of stuff. 
No. It actually got to a point where it actually really started bugging me and I thought, oh, I actually really need to put some serious thought into this and, and do some serious digging. Uh, before I did that, I, was, uh, I actually started, I was freaking out a little bit actually as before looking into it uh, a little bit. Me actually looking into it was uh, because of a crisis uh, in my life at, at that point. Mm. Um, About your faith? You're questioning your faith? No, no, just just a, just, just crisis in my life in general. Like mm. I was going through a really difficult time mentally and emotionally and mm. and just some of the things that was happening in my life at the, mo at the time. And stubbornly one night I was like, well, I remember vaguely someone saying, you know, there might be a lot of people that hate you and, and despise you at the moment, but there's one person that kind of has your back no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, yes. and, and I was like, yes. Just stubbornly one night, I was like, well, if that's even true, you know, I think now's the time to jump in. Mm. And so it's just kind of in a little stubborn way. And then over a period of time, little things started to happen and change in my life. And I was like, this, that's strange. No coincidence, coincidence. Wow. And it just got to a point where I thought, okay, I really need to take some serious thought and actually look into this. I started looking into it. And then, you know, to my surprise, I just thought, wow, it's, it's really easy. It's really easy to be a Christian uh, and a scientist. Mm. Some of the some of the findings and the discoveries that you know that that I'd come across actually uh, helped me strengthen uh, my faith uh, even more. Some some of the things that I was coming across, I just thought it's it's undeniable. You you cannot be ignoring all of this stuff. Mm. And what's an example? Um, for an example, the like even in, within genetics. Yeah. You look at the complexity um, of the DNA molecule. It's according to computer software engineers. This is the most complex code mm -hmm. ever. You know, information code from what we know uh, comes from an intelligent mind. Mm -hmm. And to think that, uh, you know, this whole genetic code, all three billion of its nucleotide bases have just kind of come together by accident, that requires more faith. Mm -hmm. There was some intelligence behind it. Not only that, but that's just the genetic code. Mm. The mechanisms that, that happen inside the cell to go from a genetic code to a protein that interacts with another protein mm -hmm. that interacts with another protein yes. to make another cell to make an is, is another level of complexity in itself just things like the universe people used to think that the universe was infinite like there was no yep. beginning and no end that's right until very recently where scientists actually discovered well no it turns out the universe had a beginning mm. and that becomes a problem because if the universe had a beginning then the universe needed a cause for its beginning right and right. that was the one thing that baffled me as I thought because that I think it's one of the, the most strongest arguments I think for me is that the fact that we know that the universe had a beginning you need to ask the question where did it come from and exactly as soon as you step out of that you step out of you know and, and so I, I just I was just baffled by the information that was out there mm. that's readily available, and that was uh, something that continued to inspire my faith as well and strengthen my faith. So it didn't even hinder my faith at all. Wow, it strengthened. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. So those little kind of things w mm. when you're having a tough time in your life, and then you started seeing these changes, that kind of really opened up another lens within yourself to see your work through His faith as mm. well. That's that's quite powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think what God was trying to do in my life was like, I think He's been knocking on my frontal lobe <laughs> for such a long time, and I keep sitting back and thinking, Nah, nah. that's a coincidence. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. And we all do that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll and I, was, I just kept denying it, and then it got yeah. to a point where I was just like, Okay, look, this is getting a little bit out of hand now. Mm. Like whatever is happening is there's something else behind it, and so I 
yeah, that's when I decided to uh, look into it further. Wow. I really wanted to find out if it was, these things were happening by accident or if they were, you know. Mm. And so I wanted to look and I was like, if, do you really exist? Does God really yes. exist? Yeah. And so that's why I wanted to, uh, to look into it. And of course, the first place I went to was like, science. Like, what does science say about you, God? Yeah, I looked into it and I was, I was just, I was overwhelmed. And I remember one night just sitting in my room and feeling so dumb that I thought, God, why, why have I doubted? You know, why was I afraid of looking into you and, and pursuing you I just feel so dumb mm. I had to look into science to be able to to reaffirm my faith in you and my belief in wow. you wow wow so I just kind of felt had a dumb moment you know yeah. you're just like gosh you know you must have been knocking on my frontal lobe <laughs> my noggin for so long and I just keep going nah 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 so yeah that was it was, mm. it was a science has actually played a, a Pretty massive role in my faith as well yeah that's the first i don't think many people have said that or i haven't heard that before yeah so wow i think there's more and more people that that are coming out and are actually saying that mm. you know the guy that actually sequenced the whole the human genome mm. he he wasn't a, a christian um, but after sequencing the genome you know the big uh, human genome project mm -hmm. when he uh, sequenced the human genome he he actually sequenced it and thought this must be this is so sophisticated. And he's, he's now a, a, a devout Christian. Wow. There's an increasing number of, of scientists out there who are now uh, pledging allegiance to, um, to, to the faith through, dis through their scientific mm. discoveries. So there's, there's an increasing number there, although I think still uh, the overwhelming majority, I think, of scientists uh, are still, uh, you know, don't have a faith, but mm. there's, there's an increase in, in the number of um, faith-believing uh, academics now and especially in the um, field of philosophy as well oh yeah so it's and i think people maybe feel more comfortable to talk about it now yeah might be, yeah yeah i think so before so for our listeners who are thinking about getting into science yeah what's some advice that you'd give them um one thing i i, I tell myself all the time and i tell all my friends you know, if you're like, if, if you get to a point where you're guessing, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do science. I don't know if it's for me. And mm. I don't know if it's, it's just like the only way to find out. And I, I, I keep telling everybody this. The only way to find out is to just go and do it. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to sit back and be like, um, you know, you get too old and then like, oh, what if I did yes. a science degree? Yes. What if I did that? Just jump in and do it. If, you know, if, if, if it kind of sparks an interest and you go in and do it, mm. do it because uh, you don't want to regret it later. And even if you do it and then you, you decide, oh, actually, it's, you know, science isn't really for me. But then at least, you know, you gave it a shot. Mm, thank you. Yes. Yeah, at least, yes. you know, you gave it a shot and you have that satisfaction thinking, OK, I gave it a shot. Obviously, it wasn't for me. That means mm. I can move on to something else. But not only that, you'll be able to develop a whole bunch of skills. Mm. You know, life skills, mentally and, and emotionally, you develop a whole bunch of skills. And those are skills that you can apply to, to other areas in your life and, and to another discipline. Yeah. When you say just go and do it, go into science, do you mean like studying or working or kind of internship? Like for me, what I did was uh, I, I would, you know, I'd, I'd mm. pray for it. Um, before getting into my master's, I, you know, I, I kind of put my faith in, okay, Lord, I really don't know what's ahead of me. Mm. But what I do know is that you know what what's ahead of me. And so what yep. I did was I'd, I'd pray and I'd fast about it and I'd say, okay, bang, whatever opportunity is in front of me, I'm going to take it as that's your, uh, mm. that's you opening the door for me. And I just kind of went from there and my door was going from there to teaching, developing a passion and then coming back to studying and then further developing a passion and then going from there. And so that was, those were the kind of doors 
they were open for me and, wow. and led me to where I was now. And um, my faith. Uh, so just you know, walking through the doors that were opening for you. Just walking through the doors that were opening for me, mm. um, but also praying about it, so that the right doors are uh, open for me at the right, right time. My my whole career in, in, in getting me to here was is really um, you know kind of faith driven. And um, Lord, mm. I trust that my next step is Your calling. I trust that my next step is your calling. And so when I got my scholarship, I was like, okay, obviously that's the next door yeah. that, you're, <laughs> yes. that you're opening up. Yes. So, all right, let's do it. And, and just, just throw yourself at it. Wow. You just go into it. Be courageous knowing that you're not in, in it by yourself, mm. um, that you've got, you know, and, and with your faith, um, I believe that the Lord will, will pro, you know, can provide for you and, and that you won't be, um, he won't leave you behind and mm. won't leave you in the ditch. So um, you just go with it knowing that and knowing that when you have the Lord by your side, You'll be able to accomplish anything. I'm not the brightest, but I know I'm, I'm with the strongest, so I'll, wow. I'll continue with it. Gotcha. So, if people have any more questions or want to have a chat with you, where can they reach out? I suppose they can email me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just just email me. Um, I'll put your email in the yeah. Web. yeah yeah put my email in and yeah I'll be happy to um, to chat to people and and whatever you know stuff that they're going through and uh, support. Yeah, I'd be happy cool. to do that. Um, any last comments or? remarks you want to make if you want to get into science just know that you can you know we can you can do it and just with the right mind and the right heart you'll be able to accomplish anything mm. yeah just be courageous and brave mm, beautiful mm. okay thank you chris cool awesome <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to the Salmon Scientist podcast. If you have any more questions or comments, just message me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And please ask me questions. I'm here to help.